You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from my Amazon 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made aware meantime we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank channel sponsors Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Um, today's guest was actually on my channel like last week because on Fridays we do this freestyle Fridays where we just like open up and Phil was on there showing me his KFC. Um <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction that is, Phil. Anyway, how are we today, Mr. Phil? Are we well? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, not much going on, just staying indoors. What I've been doing since probably just before Christmas now. Yeah. Uh, not much going on. Yeah. But you've been keeping me entertained anyway. Oh, oh, and yeah, I haven't even paid him to say that. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, it is, isn't it? It's the same old, same old, isn't it, really, at the moment? Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I follow I follow Chris Ross, the um, these then poet on on Twitter, and he put a he put a poem up today about every day seems the same or something like that, <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true. Um, it's like I, I I lose count of the what I did until obviously we had to start doing homeschooling with Flow again because mm. you have to know what day it is because you've got to make sure you download the right pack and have printed up all that. Because <laughs> Christ, if I download the wrong maths sheet, oh God, she goes. Into- mm so it is a bit crazy but how have you been in yourself man you've been all right yeah been all right i've just when when i've gone out i'll just sort of sort of stay local or just go for a walk by the river or something like that um yeah it's sort of like a pastime really for me isn't it it's it's, it's horrible isn't it it's like you know it is but it doesn't help when it's like pissing it down and it's all gray and horrible and cold the summer was easy you could go for your walk and and you yeah River and it'd be lovely you know in your shorts and your flip-flops but yeah it's too easy just to stay in it it's too easy to stay in and just hibernate almost isn't it but uh yeah i love seeing like the i mean that's what i like seeing jack stuff on on instagram you know bless him he's done like 14 i think it's 14 like 5ks in a row he's like fuck you know like, yeah, fair play to him, mate. fair play jack you know it's you know it's, it's uh it's if you can do that you know I've got to start doing it, but you're staying hydrated, which is good. Keep your water levels up, keep your immunity system up. But yeah, <laughs> they are keeping us going, though, aren't they? That is true. 
I've actually been quite enjoying watching us play this season. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the games are pretty much on telly. Um, even though there's no fans, it's it's not the same. But none, nonetheless, I'm more than happy with how we're performing. Exactly. And actually, if it means that we have no fans in there until the end of the season, then we finish, you know, eight for whatever and a good cup run. I don't think anyone would complain, would they, to Perfy Frank? That's right. Um, it's one of those things as well. It's just typical in it that, that they've they've got this 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 sort of this team, and it's like there's no fucker there to watch it. You know, it's just it's just typical. Yeah, puff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, um, irrespective of me, if I'm there or not, you know, it's um it's it's lovely to see, isn't it? And I think, as you said, you everyone watches at home. You watch all the games, and and obviously, I know there was when we had the one ballot for the Man United game. There's you know, it was funny because some people didn't want to go, some people did want to go, and it's like. I think everyone's sort of. I don't really want it because obviously with the second, with the second variant and all the everything else that's going on of, of COVID, I think everyone would rather just like you know, we'll, we'll stay at home until we get the jab, and uh, and then we can all come back together. That'd be yes. nice when everyone gets back. I think yeah, I think the best thing to do is just wait until it's like properly normal, and then you can actually sort of not be two meters apart, where everyone's all sat next to each other. You've got a full house, even yeah. have away fans. Just have like the old normality back. Yeah, if it's gonna be, we never know, do it. Is it, I don't know how normal, you know. Is it gonna be like back to normal, the old, the old normal? I don't know, but it's it's horrible to think about it that, that in that respect. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I agree. I don't, I'd rather have no fans in there than some. I mean, it was it was good when that Man United game in mid two thousand in. They made a big racket. It made a big difference. Um, but that's but it's the same as if you're in an empty house and like the creak of a floorboard just sounds so much louder because it's so quiet. It's the same as being at London Stadium. It was so quiet with no fans there anyway. Having some fans in there with a bit of just built an atmosphere straight away, but I totally agree. 60,000 with the away fans back as well. All that banter. Um, I mean, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to convince players not to hug and celebrate and stuff. So how how are, how are we going to get 60,000 fans in the stadium? You know, what, what, you know, it's, it's we're impossible. nowhere near that. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. I think it was, I think it was Trev actually. I think it was Sinclair was on TalkSport yesterday mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's impossible to to sort of not make people celebrate, you know, to celebrate, to, yeah. to hug and, and stuff like that. Um, and also the spitting. So, you know, oh. I've been funny, but these guys also, they're all, they're all negative. They're all put near tested negative anyway, because they wouldn't be able to play if they had a tested negative. So, I mean, the grounds is always getting looked after anyway. So, yeah, you know, I just like, it's, it's just going to be like, you can't, you can't do anything now if yeah. you're going to carry on like that. I think so, mate. But what you see, as long as I think, as long as I don't want us to have a, I don't want this circuit breaker. I don't want us to having to, you know, to, to have any sort of stop in play to the Premier League because we know from West Ham from previous experiences, as soon as there's a break, we come back and we're crap for about two weeks. And it's like we, we can't afford that at the moment. Is it even like when we had those 10 days off sort of in between the last game and the Stockport game, we came back and we weren't at the races. Um, and so that's why, I mean, this will go out after the Burnley game. So hopefully we'd have beaten Burnley. We'll just yeah. say that. Hopefully. Don't like or, or, or maybe we'll just, just in case, that was a good draw, or um, right, I can't believe Moy's we lost. Moyes out. Moy's out. Moy's out. Yeah, that's it. We're done. We're, we've covered. We've covered all the bases, Phil. So, so we, I won't edit it. I would just leave it in because I think it's quite funny. But um, yeah, no. And and obviously, as you said, this season, where, where do you where do you think we're going to finish this season? I'll say top eight. Yeah, 
don't know where about because it's that tight up there. Um, but if we, if we get into Europe, I'll be obviously really happy about that. But I'm still more than content with eighth place because we're always mm. it's always like where we want to finish anyway. That's just the West. That is the West Ham way, isn't it? Always hoping mm. for a cup run in the top ten finish or top eight if you're feeling more ambitious. Yeah, feeling a bit fruity. We'll go top eight. No, I agree. I think yeah. I, I think uh, I think it's baby steps, isn't it? Really, you think we finished last season sort of mid to the second table, so to speak, that second table, um, which is what we were in. Now I think I think we're we're in our right position now. I think in that top ten, based on obviously the the, the squad and how the well of the team are I think yeah, eighth to tenth. I think. Is, is is reasonably where we should be expecting to stay um as you said and a cup run that's all you want and i think you know it's we've gone we're going the right way about it you know i think in terms of you know we're getting the points on the board hopefully we, we could have we could be safe by february possibly you know 14 points to go wherever it is so you know safe by february so uh yeah we'll see man we'll see but it's Just, all good yeah so long we don't go complacent but... yeah and it's and, it, and it's a, it's a West Ham thing because we'll say, oh yeah, but we couldn't. We yeah, you know we want a cup run, and, and you were happy to sacrifice, you know, the league for the for the FA Cup. But guarantee, if we lost two 0 to like I know South, not South, but Sheffield United in the league yeah. or something like that, they'd all be moys out. Blah, blah, blah. But we've you've just said you've just <laughs> said you were happy to sacrifice the league position, but you know, so yeah, that's the I thing mean, with football, isn't it? You're always, you're always contradicting yourself. Yeah. Oh, there is is a game of contradictions, isn't it? It's like even now when you see, was it the Villa game's been called off? Um, yeah. But then again, you know when like, oh. but then Villa had to put out a f- under eighteen team against Liverpool yeah. in the cup. You know, it's like I think you still got so it's sort of fair enough with with them postponing that game is because they're um they were self isolating the first team anyway, and I think their isolation was meant to finish on the day of the game was meant to be. Yeah. So where they've obviously been at home. They've not had any training together whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know if they did any training Zoom calls or anything, but it's not the same. No, no, no. It's not That's the same. same wise. But then I feel sorry for someone like Fulham, obviously, because of that. You know, they had to play that game yesterday. They did all right yesterday. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, Scott, Scotty P, you know, 48 hours, you're playing Tottenham. What? Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but I think you just, it's, it's different now. I think football is now different. You know, as the players are a little. You know, throughout the season, at a level of fitness, where well, they could do that, and forty-eight hours notice, now they're playing a game in terms of fitness-wise. It's just tactics, isn't it? But you know, then they contradicted themselves completely by playing all right yesterday. Um, yeah, that's right. If they, if they got stuff like five-nil, then I would have, then they could have been aggrieved by that. But he didn't. Yeah, he played all right. So it's uh, <laughs> just love it. I love it. It's just every day you look at it, and something different's changed, and uh, there's, there's a different. You know, someone else has got COVID or. And that's what I mean. You know, when we come to the FA Cup, people are moaning about the Man U Liverpool game. We could be playing youth team v youth team one, yeah, easily. You know, if both games, you know, if both, you know, I mean, Danny Ings got positive, tested positive today. Um, no, it's just mental. Oh, dear. No, I love it. it is, it's exciting, though, isn't it? It's, it's the wrong type of excitement, but it is, it just throws a complete, like, like bomb in the middle of, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, team ready. Okay. It's like when Moisey, like, it's like when Moisey was like, he, he was out and he had to self-isolate and you know we only found out on the day with him and Diop and Cullin wasn't it and yeah, uh, that's right and I didn't even realise I didn't even realise Moisey was on wasn't there because there was a like a grey haired bloke on the touchline and it was only when the camera panned in I was like he looks a bit taller than Moisey usually does it's like <laughs> oh he's had a nerve line <laughs> I'm like alright idiot there but uh, yeah oh dear 
But I mean, it was like the Southampton game, weren't it? When when uh, old uh, old Ralph was self isolating when we played them, and he did his uh, he did his interview on Amazon Prime in the toilet. It seemed, didn't yeah, it? And, that's oh, right. it. so funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So Phil, first question he says is 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 why West Ham? Why is West Ham your club, mate? Uh, well, see, my dad's a West Ham fan. Um, he's he bought. He grew up in East London, um, not right near the stadium. He's more Stepney way, but I, it's just basically because of him. Really, I don't know um, how he became a West Ham fan. I can't remember. I'll have to ask him next time. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had no choice really because <laughs> I yeah, but because I, I live sort of South East London, sort yeah. of towards Kent border. Um, there's other teams around like Cholton Athletic's always been like the local team yeah um, so if I want West Ham I could have had that um, even when I was in school like in primary school a lot of friends I had a couple of friends who were like Millwall fans not saying that I'd have become a Millwall fan or anything <laughs> like that but you know that, that could have been an option or even well, second teams is um, being QPR because my yes. uncle, like my dad's older brother, he's a QPR fan. So they're like like a team I've always had a soft spot for behind West Ham, but yeah. I'll always be West Ham through and through. Well, yeah, you're too late now. You're too far. You're too far in now, aren't you? Mm. You can't. It's like a, a black hole. You know, you can't come. Can't come back now. Once you're in, you're in, isn't it? But yeah, and I suppose with QPR and West Ham, there's a lot of there are a lot of sort of players who play for both, isn't there? There's a lot yeah. of, um, it's one of those weird teams where we where we have a lot of lot of transfers or, or, or people end up playing for both, whether it yeah. was Sinclair or Zamora or Anton or, or Rob Green, and there's loads and loads and loads. And um, Rio yeah. at the end of his career. Yep. Yeah, 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 and and there's, there's there's a ton of them, absolute ton of them, and it's uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. But as you said, you know, now you're in, now you're in sort of, you know, southeast, you know, London, sort of, yeah, you, know, you must be a bit of a minority down there, and yeah, as, as you said, it's all. Uh, well, I'd say, well, I think because it's in Bexley Borough where I am, so yeah. you still get a mixture of everybody. Yeah. So obviously, you're always going to have like Man U and Arsenal and Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, and then you've got your Charlton, but you do get West Ham as well in certain mm. areas. So I think yeah. if you're like near me, so if you're like near like Slee Green or Dartford area, there's there's always West Ham fans about there. Um, but obviously the majority of them are over in Essex way. Yeah, really. And that, that and that's the thing. I mean, we've got. Uh, I mean, my dad comes from well, sort of Charlton area, and so he's yeah, he was part of a pocket of West Ham fans who'd have to walk under the walk through the tunnel on a match day, and and then they'd have people coming the other way, um, into ch- to going to see Charlton, mm. and they'd all have end up having fights all the time in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the tunnel, which is great. Um, but yeah, I know there is a, a sort of heartland of West Ham still. There. Obviously, yeah, famously people like you know Bonzo. So Bonzo lived in. You know, didn't leave the south at all, and South London and the Charlton area would have been its local club, I think, as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a, it's not a prerequisite that you, uh, yeah. you have to support your local team there. But as you said, because your dad's, because your dad's East End, it's sort of mm. been ingrained, That's and right. uh, and then you're, you're part, of, and you're part of the gang, then, aren't you? And as you said, you know, it's obviously you, you've popped on our shelves and you on Jake's show and things like that, and uh, yeah, it's part of a, a special community. Isn't it? That's right. Community. It's yeah. It's like you say. It's very special. Where obviously you've had fans from all over the world mm. come on your show. So I think it's like where 
I think where you, where you've mentioned it before about um, like no matter where you're on the world, there's always a West Ham yeah. fan there, yeah. and they always acknowledge you. But it's like I even if I was out, if I was out and about round here, if a Charlton fan walks past another Charlton fan, they're not going to say hi to each other. And, yeah. and the same with like Man United fans because they're all like they're like rats. Wherever you are, they're there, but they're yeah. not going to go like Ollie's at the wheel or anything like that, are they? Yeah, no, no, yeah. We're a special bunch. We yeah, but we would, isn't it? So, <laughs> and, 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 it, it? And it's not even the, you don't even see necessarily eye to eye with them, you know, as you walk past. It's like, you know, you'd be walking down the road and they'd be like three or four yards back and you'd be like, oh, come on, Ryan's. Ryan's, you know, it's like, that's what they do. And I love that's it. it. I do love it. You're right. It's particularly on holidays when we used to go on holidays, um, you'd always bump into them. Always bump into a Hammers fan somewhere. Ooh, that's the thought. that's the thing. When I've been away, if I like, I used to go to Malta quite a lot when I was younger because I'm half Maltese. So I always bring my West Ham shirt anyway because it's like that's just a thing I'll do if I ever did go away abroad, just so it sort of shows. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm English and yeah. here's my team. And then, yeah, yeah, with the off chance you mingle with another West Ham fan or someone who supports <laughs> another team, and then just talk yeah. about football. That's I mean, we've I got, we have a big, we, we do, we've got the Maltese Hammers, haven't we? We've got an actual, yeah, they're, they're, they're a big old bunch and they, they do well for themselves. But uh, as you said, there's, there's guys everywhere, isn't there? There's, there's literally guys everywhere. You'd walk into a, easily walk out on holiday, walk into a bar and it's a West Ham pub or, or there's there's a, there's a shirt somewhere. And yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love just interacting and talking to fans all over the world. And as you said, it's, it's weird. I still have this sort of weird, it's weird sort of, it sounds really strange. You have all these guys all over the world and they're just so like fanatical about West Ham, but we've won nothing. And there's no reason why this person's picked West Ham. You know, you know, I mean, you said you were sort of somewhat anointed at birth. Yeah. To be a West Ham fan where we've had, you know, guys like, uh, like Justin at, at um, the, the, one of the Chicago hammers and people like that who, who choose, who chose West Ham. It's like, surely if you got, you know, you just got, and it was like, no, I deliberately went to choose a team who hadn't won anything because they were a bit like the Chicago Cubs. Um, we hadn't won the World Series for a hundred and something years. And, and he said, that's why I picked West Ham because they had won nothing. And I was like, oh. yeah. it's like, you're glutton for punishment, surely. But uh, it's kind of like when you get like the big celebrity Hollywood fans, like in America. It's like, yeah. you know, where we go, I don't know, Obama's always been like linked as a West Ham fan. Apparently so, yeah. Apparently, and then like in wrestling with Triple H, he's a he just did that. He did the Hammers thing once on the Well, I think because he did something as well, didn't he? He did something with uh, I think it was in the summer where he did like something to Declan Rice, wasn't it? He did like a little Mm. video, like you know Declan, you know, don't go to Chelsea, stay here, basically. and yeah, there's weird ones like that, you know, and I mean, some of them have still got, you know, a lot of them, there's obviously because, I mean, yeah, you're looking over the States, you've got people like, obviously like James over there and, and, and Russell's well known there and, and stuff like that. So you have this sort of, there's a relatively sort of a bit like a celebrity fan base, but obviously James and Russell, I mean, particularly Brand as well. I mean, it's proper like West Ham, you know, and, and so is Jim as well, but um yeah, it's random when you get these random ones. Like I remember, I think someone mentioned Dave Grohl was like, it's like a West Ham oh, really? fan, or or there's some sort of West Ham thing. He had a, maybe had a picture taken next to a West Ham, and <laughs> I don't know, but therefore he's a fan, you know. Uh, obviously, Katy Perry fan, famously because of Russell yeah. and 
um, Kieran Knightley. But again, she's 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 from she's from round round. She's at least in the from around these parts. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like some like Tom Hanks is a Aston Villa fan, I believe. Yeah, that's it's right. Random, I love random. It's like why you know like, he's sort of like you know he, he he was doing shooting there one day and da da da. But yeah, we haven't got as many as others, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we'll get yeah. yeah we'll, get a few on there yeah i mean yeah like elijah wood is he's become a west ham fan because of green street yeah so he's uh adopted into that <laughs> as long as he's <laughs> he not fighting as long as yeah yeah exactly does it. Uh, because because i mean i remember that like, i think they, they if i remember they pulled a fast one over the club on that one a little bit because i didn't think they they didn't necessarily um disclose the full nature of the film when they get right. access so it's all about an american not all the fighting bit um so it's like because obviously that's the main bit the fact that he just it kicks off all the time rather than one man's journey from from america into love of the english game or something you know i think they i think they pulled a bit of a fast one on the club on that one, <laughs> to be honest um because the other the other green streets weren't filmed anywhere near west ham um nah. the first one <laughs> that's probably that's right because they asked think- to come back yeah, with that, like, I remember I've seen the film loads of times. It's like I know some of it. I know they actually filmed near the den. Um, yeah. I think it was like after that when they go to the match um, against Birmingham, Gillingham yeah. Life. They, I think they filmed at the same place where they did the football factory, uh, I believe. Yeah. And um, and then I think only because I'm really good with like geography, I was like. It's, they're meant to be at Bank Station, even though I can tell that it's not Bank Station. It's like somewhere <laughs> up in the Northern Line. Yeah. And then when they did their big fight against Mill, that was actually right around where I work. Yeah. Um, so, which they do a lot of filming around there anyway. Interesting, Elliot. Huh? There we go. Well, I mean, you're right. And it's, it, it, I find it always funny it's when American films a shot in london and you know and you know from your own experience that that's not that place that's um, right and it's like uh or, or maybe like you or i remember famously i think i think it was an episode of sherlock randomly mm. and it was the one where i think it was the last last episode where he was like i think he had a bomb on him or something like that if i remember mm. and it was shot and i was like oh my god i walk through that place every day i know exactly where that place is um or i used to go to loads of meetings in the blue fin building in near near Suffolk Station, and they use oh, that yeah. for loads of like TV shows, like loads of office spaces, like when they go into an office or something like that. Mm. They use that quite a bit, so you see that quite. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny when you see places you know on the on the yeah. telly, isn't it? So it's, uh, yeah, terribly interesting stuff we do for on this channel. It's, it's not no, all about West Ham, right. is it? We, <laughs> we we cover a multitude of sins, but uh, yeah. Do you remember your first West Ham game, Phil? I do very very vividly i was yeah. yeah seven years old i was um got it as a birthday present uh yeah it was the last game of the 0102 season so it's, yeah may the 11th 2002 the last game of the season against bolton so obviously we, we finished seventh after yeah. that game under glenn roder um i remember the day very well because i'd like the like dr martin's um, the kit at the time because I got yeah. it for the birthday not long before and I remember going down to the station with my dad and then obviously going getting on the train there was loads of other kids around obviously with their own different teams on so I remember seeing like Chelsea fan and Arsenal fans and all that um, I got the train up to London Bridge 
and then walked across the bridge to Monument Station and got the district line up to Upton Park. Yeah. Um, but I remember I needed to go to the toilet. So I had to get off, <laughs> yeah, I had to get off at Whitechapel and somehow use the toilet there before getting on the next train back up to, over to Upton Park. And then, even though in my life I've not really gone, I was never, I've never been a season ticket holder or, or been to like millions of games, but I just still, and always remember it, and always sticks with me, even when I used to go to Upton Park yeah. um, more often, is that obviously that burger van smell with the fried onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always stuck with me. Um, and just everything around it, the crowd noises and everything. And then we sat at the, well, at the time was the, the brand newly opened uh, Dr. Martin stand, which obviously yeah. ended up being Betway stand many years later, um, near the top. And I remember them showing, um, obviously, on, on, I remember on the big screen, they were showing, I think, just bits of the, how it was just recently constructed. And um, when the Queen came to visit, I think. Of course, yeah. I remember yeah. Joe Cole met, met her. I remember yep. that they were showing it, and then obviously I remember the players walking out. Um, obviously, in that Bolton team, like little did I know that ten years later we'd have <laughs> our, our future captain yeah. Nolan, future goalie with UC Askelainen, and future manager with Big Sam. And was was Matt Taylor in that team as well? No, I think he came years maybe after a bit that later, one. Yeah, maybe yeah. later. But yeah, it's not too bad. Three out of the yeah. yeah, future manager, future captain, and future future goalkeeper. And as you yeah. said, once you're in, you're in, isn't it? So, and it is like a it's a sensory experience. As you said, you can watch all the game. You're watching all the games on the TV and stuff, but it's not the same. We know it's not the same, but it's not the same in terms of terms of view, in terms of watching the game. But it's that sort of sensory stuff, isn't it? It's smelling like the grass. Yeah, like that one especially. That yeah, it's a weird, like cut grass, and at the end of the game when it's all like, you know, cut up or whatever, and that smell, and as you said, the burger vans, and just like, just like you know, the heat of all the fans, yeah, particularly now mm. it's bloody freezing, it'll be bloody, you know, so all that type of, you see a, like a, a rise of like, you know, steam from all the fans because there's so many of them, and yeah, special thing in it, special thing mm. like football. Um, yeah. matter where you go and see it's a special i used to like going to see the west ham women i I loved that because it was like so like old school like non-league football because you were that close to the players and i could lean on the bar and and you know i could shout at the referee and but you could you were literally like arm's length from the linesman as well it was it was uh no i love it i can't wait i can't wait for everyone to get back um because it's a it's a quite it's a lonely place on your own yeah i can imagine you know, it is. It's like, yeah, it's just weird. It's, it, it, what I don't like is it's the normal now. I'm, I'm used to it now. That's what I don't like. Yeah. I like I like the fact that I'd like it to still be weird rather than I know I can go in, I can go, and go for a wee at half time. I know I can, you know, and I can park here and walk here. And yeah, there's, I'm not going to be, I can almost time exactly how long I'm going to be home because there's no traffic and there's oh, no, yeah. yeah, I don't like that now. I don't like it. I like I like the unknown. I'm a bit, you know. I, I like to, I'm a man of routine, so I like to be shaken up a bit sometimes. And it's just too <laughs> obvious at the moment when my wife goes, "How long are you going to be?" And I go, "Well, you know, I'll be home in 20 minutes." <laughs> put the dinner on. Like, yeah, put the dinner <laughs> on. As if she'd put the dinner on. As if I'm. <laughs> you know, we'd starve if it weren't for me, as you know, Phil. You and your your culinary exploits with myself and. Uh, Yes, no, it's uh, and that's I mean that's something in it. That's something thinking about lockdown and stuff like that. And as you said, doing nothing, you know, a lot of people are doing stuff like you know things like 
like cooking dinner, things like, you know, doing stuff. At least that sort of people are taking more more time on it now because they, they seem to on, on Facebook and Twitter. and see lots of people, you know, obviously posting pictures of what they're into eat, but you can tell they've taken, they're actually cooking it rather than just dinging it in a microwave or, um, you take know. Takeaways. Yeah, takeaways and things like that. Um, it's it's nice because it's it's you know I, I I love it like on a Sunday I love just literally staying in the kitchen, like cooking something but taking like a couple of hours, and that's like my time. I just sit there yeah. and I watch my YouTube while waiting for things to bake or whatever, and I love it. I love it, and they don't care. How, you know the others don't care because they get like a freshly, you know, prepared meal or, or a nice nice cake or a donut or a scone or whatever. So. Uh, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Anyway, again, we don't talk about necessary football on this channel at all, um, which is great. And, and for anyone who watches the lunchtime shows, we do. We don't. We, well, it's just about food, really. So we end up talking about. It, to be fair, um, a little bit of West Ham. Um, right. Anyway, let's get into talking to you about your eleven fields. Obviously, everyone we have on the channel, um, bar a couple, have given their their hammers eleven. The only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play, but you can pick any criteria you want. That's it. That's it, man. Nice and simple. Um, now, obviously, I, I I'm a bit of a sleuth, so I, I've 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 seen you've you've asked a few questions on some of the some of the you of the, some of the um, Facebook groups recently about you know strikers and, and I he's doing a bit of research. Is he doing a bit of research? Yeah, well, it was sort of for two things. Partly because of this, and also um, another thing which uh, which I can plug if that's all right. Of course, you can. Yeah. So yeah, my fr my friend um, from work, we he started a new YouTube channel where we do like a football podcast. He's oh. a, he's a massive Newcastle fan. Oh. Um, he's done a couple of um, he's done a couple of videos. I've been on them both, and um, I sort of suggested a couple of ideas, and um, I did one with him yesterday. Hence, why I wasn't on the uh, lunchtime live stream. You, 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 your absence was noted, Philip. <laughs> we take a register at the beginning, yeah. Any joking? <laughs> yeah, no, we did. He sort of came up with like he asked me if I could come up with like a uh, Premier League West Ham eleven because I sort of told him about me coming on here, yeah. um, and I told him about what the rules are with this one. So when I did it with him yesterday, I sort of done it with players which I didn't. Well, I was too young to remember, so like I had to put like Ludo in there and. Dixie in there, um, yeah. Danny talks stuff. It's called. Um, I'll I'll send I'll send you a link to it afterwards, and send then me you can a sort link put to it. it. Yeah, that's no, it's great. Cause actually, funny enough, we've we've had lots of and, and and speaking of you know clubs in in sort of Newcastle area, we um there's a guy who who, who reached out to me actually, uh, a guy um it was his it was his, it was a dad actually, a bit like what Jake's a bit like Richard and Jake to be honest, um. Yeah. And and he reached out to me because his son is starting a oh I had his name I was really so I'm so sorry where is it because um, I'll give him a plug anyway um uh, and it's a it's a Sunderland one so okay. it's, it's Newcastle and and they're going to be doing a, a they basically said you know Matthew as a as a kid's name Matthew and um, they're doing and he he likes the my hammers eleven idea um, one of his friends was on it the uh, Vic was on it and so. Um, he said, oh, I'd love that for Sunderland. So we sat down and had a chat. I said, oh, yeah, because it's like, you know, how he is, what do you do? How do you do it? So I sort of walked him through it. And, uh, yeah, it's called We're Down South. But we're is in Tyne and Weir, yeah. Clever, isn't it? Very it clever. Nice. Anyway, that'll be, that'll be coming out. I imagine they'll be doing some stuff soon. Anyway, we give that a plug. Um, yeah. 
because yeah, it's, it's about football though isn't it it's about you know and i think we as you know as you know we get lots of non-west ham fans on the live streams or on the on the watching the videos because it's it's general interest and it? it's about football and and you know and people your memories you know you're probably your mate he's not a west ham fan but we'll probably watch it because you're on it and and your stories and how you got into the game and how you support west ham and the players you liked so it's all it's all quite it's all just lovely it's all just lovely memories and stuff like that yeah, yeah called in for prosperity because mm. we have got well I, I sort of gave him an idea um um what we do is like do like like combined 11s so like like all-time premier league 11s through the decades and yeah. another one i sort of said was um if we did like a combined west ham and newcastle 11 like people who played for both teams that's a good then, idea yeah yeah and then do it with like whoever whoever the guest is with um whoever they support which that's I think, a good idea yes yeah. so if you did say if it, yes if you had like a liverpool fan a combined 11 of, of players who played for liverpool and newcastle Mm. Good idea. Yeah, you see, you'd be surprised. Even if it's like somebody who's not even played like a lot of games, you could stay for one team, but they could have played like four hundred appearances for the other. So you could still uh, like still chuck them in. Yeah, I mean Newcastle, West Ham. You'd have Shaka in goal. You'd have uh, your your Rob Greens, your Andy Carrolls. You'd have uh, um, Pearcey, Stuart Pearce. Yep, you'd have Stuart Pearce. Um, Rob Lee. Rob Lee, you said Rob Lee. Um, Scott Parker. Scott Parker, oh my God, yeah, Scott Parker. Um, Wayne Quinn. Wayne Quinn. Yeah, Wayne he's a bit, Quinn. bit light in the defence. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, it does somewhat, yeah, sometimes it's a, it's like when you try and put like, some people put like a criteria on my hammer's leaven and, and they get themselves into a bit of a stickle, a pickle, pickle? <laughs> yeah, I said stick and pickle, a stickle. It's a new, it's a new thing I've invented. Um, you have Sticky it, you make it. Yeah, stickle, yeah, stickles. And, um, uh, and they get stuck because it was almost like too niche, and it's like because they had maybe two or three players, and they think they could do a whole squad, and actually they couldn't. I think it. Um, oh, what did he do? I can't remember what it was. I think it was my mate, and he was like doing golden oldies. So it was players he'd seen who made their debut at the age of thirty plus. Well, that's a good um, one. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So obviously, and it, it, you know, to be honest, it, it weren't too hard after a while because you got to think about eras. So you think about it. It's like da, 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 da. it was like obviously, yeah. I think it was uh, I can't remember Tom Taylor's name. is check it out. It's my best mate of names since I was six months old. Um, uh, it was like yeah, it's, it, up front it was like Teddy Sheringham and 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 Franco or someone like you know there was loads of oh, Brian yeah. Dean. There's loads and there's all midfield. You had like people like. Uh, my brain was complete much defense was easy defense was quite easy Stuart Pierce and Nigel Winterburn and Chris Powell we had loads you know we had and we sort of were going back and forth in goal you see but most of our goalkeepers are over the age of 13 when they make their 30 when they make their day before West Ham you know um, that's true Fabianski, you know they're, they're all over 30 so goalkeeper wasn't too tricky but yeah I like that Newcastle you know West Ham or wherever they is combined 11 that's a good idea man I like that that's good. That's good. Uh, wouldn't work here because they're a West Ham fan. So it's like you can yeah. work West Ham with West Ham. Okay, it doesn't really work. But sometimes, sometimes, you never know. We, we, we do have sometimes fans from others on the Russ Ramble site. And yeah, anyway, anyway, that's a good idea, mate. Right, let's talk about your 11. That's what I'm, right. I'm worried about. That's what I'm walking to. So, so um, who would be in goal for the Phil 11? Um, right, in goal, we've uh, just mentioned him. Right now, it's our current keeper, Lucas Fabianski. 
Yes. Um, obviously, over the years, we've had many, many goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, obviously, like Shaka, David James, By Walter, Jimmy Walker, etc., etc. You know, we've had a lot of good goalkeepers. Um, but I feel with Fabianski, he's. Um, I just feel really safe with him in goal because yeah. I know when he was at Arsenal a long time ago, every, everyone used to sort of call him Flappy Hansky because he was sort of flapping it around all yeah, the time. Yeah. But I think when he signed for Swansea, and I, that's when he was like, was he now a Premier League regular? Mm. I noticed how sort of calm and composed he was, and how like how solid he was as well. And then obviously they went down. We signed him, and I was sort of like, "Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper, and he's um, he's proved me right." And you yeah. noticed how much we missed him when he got injured last season. Exactly. Yeah, and it's weird seeing that was last season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. How is it? You know, I, that, that whole Roberto thing seems an absolute. You know, Roberto. And like we mentioned it on, the, on the show the other day about uh, the whole David Martin thing, and it was like yeah. that was last year. It's like really last season, really really he's like yeah it's like we started that season with Pellegrini yeah, it just seems an absolute lifetime ago that that Fabianski was injured and, and Roberto came in and caused basically Pellegrini's job yeah, um, pretty much yeah but again things like that it's a weird sort of sliding doors moment isn't it arguably mm. you know Pelle, the Pellegrini experiment if it went to into this year uh, you know who knows what would have happened um it might have you know in a weird way Fabianski getting injured and 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 Pellegrini leaving and and Moyes coming in could be one of those weird sliding doors moments, which yeah. turn West out. You know, he's turned well, basically turned this season round. Um, that's for sure. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Just like these little things. You look back in history. You go, we've had a few. There's, there's a couple of interviews you have coming up where you know things have happened, but for one person, you go, "Oh my God!" If if you hadn't done that. Hmm. You wouldn't have had this and it's like it's it's weird when you think about you know, that sort of butterfly effect isn't it when yeah. a butterfly's wings fl- flutter in japan it does a, a storm in something else and mm. yeah it's, i mentioned uh, it like i think i did it on one of the live streams when i put a hypothetical question about if the canyon didn't score his scissor kick against wimbledon yeah. would they have ever moved to milton Keynes? yeah exactly because it's you just gotta think this how i know they're in trouble anyway but they were might trouble, not have, yeah it might not have uh, happened. Yeah. Well, I will, if we get Ivor on there, we'll, we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Ask him his thoughts on that. Mm. <laughs> I'm probably shouting at the door with Ivor because I know him. But uh, yeah, it's one of those, It's funny isn't it when you see these little things. You go, oh, if that didn't happen, then this happened, and sort of how the dominoes would have fallen differently. It'd be interesting. But mm. yeah, Fabianski, as you said, he's just one of those keepers who's just yeah. when he's in my eleven. Um, yeah. I just think he's 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 probably one of the most safest pair of hands i've you know the only frustrating thing is we we could have had him if we had him in maybe two three years earlier um maybe from Arsenal, yeah rather than going to swansea going straight to west ham mm. he I would think, be in that sort of echelon yeah. i think at the time when he went to swansea um this is when adrian just became like the uh, yeah. first team starter after he displaced uc as first choice um, but you know, it would have been good to have had him then. But Adrian was doing his bits back then, and he was obviously he was another pe- person I, I thought of. Got a lot of good fond memories of him. Um, I think because he was such a big character as well. But 
obviously he had a lot of uh, he could drop a few clangers here yeah. and there, didn't he? But yeah, it was hard. It was if it weren't Fabianski, it could have been Adrian, it could have been Robert Green. So it was pretty close. I suppose, yeah. And as you said, you've, you've reeled off three or four goalkeepers there. Mm. So it's not like it's like, oh, I've got, I had to put him in because there's no one else. There was plenty of options there, which is, which is again, doing these types of things, you realise actually, you know, for the procession of goalkeepers you had ain't been too bad. It's, no. it's the one position, I think, probably, that may be centre-off, where we've had a good, a good bunch um of, yeah. of players to pick from so we'll put fab in let's uh let's go we're gonna we be playing four at the back what are we gonna do yeah we'll stick with uh do four four two nice and traditional nice nice and mike bassett right let's go left back who's gonna be left back then then phil um it'll be another current one there in creswell mr creswell the magic man yeah magic man himself obviously we've been, he's been with us since 2014 um hammer of the year first season and and rightly so, he was he was fantastic. Yep. Eventually, did get the England call up because of his performances with us. Um, I know, like last couple of seasons, he was sort of not as good. Mm. But I feel like there's a bit of a renaissance this season since we've gone to that back five. Mm. Um, but it's like I just there's another one I've always I really like. We had him got him quite young as well, straight from the championship as well, which is really good. And it is a position where we've sort of. Um, Obviously, it's a different. We've had like a left back for like two seasons or whatever yeah. at the end of their careers, like we've mentioned a lot of times before. But this is the one person where we've had for quite a long time, probably since Julian Dix. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right in terms of like longevity, isn't it? Um, and you're right, we had that sort of that procession of retiring left backs as you have and Winterburn and Chris Powell and Rufus Brevet and the guys who maybe get two years out of them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Cresswell was, yeah. And he sort of, I mean, to be fair, you know, he's, he's always given it, he's all at West Ham. He's never, you can't question his ability, his, his, his commitment. Obviously. Yeah. His legs were going a little, I mean, his legs, he's only like you know, 30 something, but mm. you know, he, his legs were going for a left to be a consistent left back in the modern game. Um, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, no problem. No, no problem. That's right. The game's just changed. You know, the, the, the fullbacks aren't fullbacks now, are they? They're, they're auxiliary wingers, basically. And um, But this back three seems to, to suit him so well. Um, as you said, it is like a renaissance, but and it happened the last time he did it as well. So, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, it's all good. No, I, like, I, think, I think he's great. And to be fair, fair play to him to, you know, get him back involved, you know, and he could easily have gone, you know, you know, because he got a lot of stick, didn't he? He did get a lot of stick, but now he's got, you know, and he's that old magic left wand is 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 paying dividends this year. Um, Definitely, because he's got someone to hit. He's got someone to bring it into. You know, with someone like Suchek and Rice coming in the box late, he's got someone to whip it in, hasn't he? So um, there's a, there's a target man usually for us, which is great. But uh, we also had a target. Do you know, we had a guy playing. Um, his name was uh, Sebastian something. Um, he he was he was a target. He was meant to be a target man. Um, oh, so, I remember yeah. him. Whatever happened to him? Bala, Bala, Bala. Alea. I can't remember anyway. Don't know what happened Is to he him. Is French? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've, Ivory Coast. Oh. I think. I can't remember. I'm sure Kent will mention it. But anyway, yeah. So we'll put, we'll put Aaron Cresswin. Who's going to be right back then, Phil? Um, right back. Um, be someone who was old and it was a bit difficult, this position. But I'm going for Pablo Zabaleta. Yeah. Zabaleta. Yeah, um, 
model professional, mm. really. You know, he's one of the best right backs in over the last few or in the last decade. He's probably up there as one of the best right backs in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, you know, when he went to Man City, he, I think he signed just before they became rich. But in all that, he must have been doing something good to stay in that squad, to yeah. not for them not to buy like a world class uh, right back at the time. Obviously, his best days were at City, and he's a club legend there. And we had like last couple of good years out of him. But I think he's just, even though what he lacked in pace in his latter years, I think just just professionalism, his teamwork, um, just just him in general. He's like the last of a dying breed, really. Because I remember, um, I think it was it was just before the first lockdown last last year when he did a video with Ngekia, mm. and he was sort of sort of t- talking to him on this is on YouTube, West Ham YouTube channel. Um, yeah, he's just talking to him about you know, you know I can see you're going to be good. Just keep your head down. And all that. So I think he, he's like he's a perfect sort of. He's got a good. He's like he can be a good coach. Yeah, really. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him if he came back to, um, in some way for us. Yeah, but I mean I'm, you're right. I think he's a he's a he's a model professional, wasn't he? And yeah. uh, one of those guys which. I mean, from you know, again, yeah, frustrating. I mean. If we had him at his age ten years ago, there, again there wouldn't have been a problem, you know. But that last season, bless him, he got he got a bit shown up for pace, didn't he? Really, yeah. um, I remember particularly. I think it was Saar for uh, Watford, taught yeah. him a new one when we played Watford. Um, but he just said professionally wise. I mean, he's still. There was one game I can't remember who. I think it was Palace or someone like that, and he had Zaha in his pocket because it was just he was just doing old school tactics. You know, it wasn't wasn't that in turn. You know, studs down the back of his his thigh, that type of calves, that type of thing. No, not that his thigh, it's got a <laughs> right over his calves. Um, and and he was he was a wily old pro. And I think, yeah, you see the effects that when obviously when he left um, City for West Ham, there was all the like the you know the sort of in memoriam videos. You know, thanks for the thanks for the memories, Zab, and a bit like what we did with Snoddy. When yeah. Snoddy left. Um, to go to man uh, to go to West Brom, the same type of thing, and so you know how much he was he was uh, adored, and you know he, he seemed to really enjoy his time at West Ham by all accounts. And, he did, um, yeah. Just touching on that, it's really when they, when he obviously when he didn't um, sign up for the last few weeks of like the restart thing, you know he thought it was the best thing for him to do with obviously him being injured, he yeah. wanted to do what was right for the club, and he was so positive, nothing but positive stuff to say about us anyway. Yeah. So. He's always got a lot of total respect for him. Yeah. Really through that. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Okay. Chris is in. Zab is in. Centre half. Who's your first centre half then, Phil? Uh, another current one. Angelo Obrona. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I think I remember obviously when we signed him. Again, obviously we just. Uh, Bilic has become manager. Yeah. I think we unintentionally announced that we were signing him a couple of weeks before when. David Gold um, tweeted him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meant to be Obiang, but got him. Um, but I think, yeah, he was obviously um, played for Juventus. I can't remember if he played in that Champions League final just before we signed him or not. I wouldn't think so. No, I didn't uh, think so. Yeah. Obviously, they had like Chiellini, Benucci, Bazzagli there. So, yes. 
you know, he's not going to displace them. But I think he, he's been, I think the last 18 months, he's he's gotten so much better. Oh, yeah. Really. I think when I watch him, he's just, it's just re- really classy. Just how mm. he just tackles people and he just sweeps the ball around. He seems to just like read the game really well. Do you know what I mean? He just seems to like, at the moment, I mean, I was watching that Stockport game and like the balls were over and it was like he was there and yeah. he like read, he knew that ball was coming over, cut it out straight away. And that's, that takes, that takes real skill to, you know, know where, where the ball's going to go and, and anticipate it. And he, as you said, this last 18 months, he's just been a revelation. As he got mm. back into the Italian squad, obviously couldn't play that game. Um, but, you know, and again, I always find it incredible when, you know, players who are not playing in there. So particularly, obviously, Italy and Spain uh, and France as well, particularly, you, you know, it's sort of like if you don't play in the league, then you're sort of, you, you have to be basically bloody good to get in the team. Otherwise, we'll put someone from Serie A in the squad anyway. So yeah. to get back in was a, was a great achievement for him. Um, and as you said, when he's at Juventus, fuck, he had like probably three of the best defenders in the world in front of him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I always remember, really, because I think one of his first games in the Premier League, I can't remember if it was against Leicester, I think, and he got taken off after like 20 minutes in the first half. <laughs> I thought it, was a, um, it was a bit harsh, but I think he's always been good. There was a, some time where he was a bit inconsistent or he had an yep. injury, but I think the one standout memory I have of him is when we played Liverpool in the fourth round FA Cup replay. Yeah. Uh, to, that was the last game under the lights that I actually went to and obviously obviously it was 2-2 two, two going into the end of extra time 120th minute bam yeah I'll, I'll never forget that <laughs> it was a great header wasn't it it was, it was yeah. a great and again, it's, but the whole of that season was just those all these like memories weren't it these special things and yeah it was a great header it was a great way to finish that game off and you know the, the last the last proper game in the cup at home at the London, at the uh, uh, Upton Park and stuff so well, the last yeah. one that we won anyway last one we won yeah you know what I mean but yeah yeah <laughs> about that yeah but it's, it was it was a it was a, a great moment and it was great that someone Ogie got it as well because it was well deserved for him um right okay so we'll put Ogie in who's he going to partner he's going to be partnering partnering James Collins. Ginger Pele. Yeah. Yeah, James Collins. Um, yeah. Obviously, we had him in two spells. First yeah. time is when we first got promoted under Alan Pardew. He was, a, he was a young kid then. Signed in with Danny Gabadon. And I think, yeah, you sort of didn't really, didn't really notice him as much in his first spell. Um, but I think, I remember, like, just before he, we sold into Aston Villa is when I sort of appreciated him a bit more. Yeah. And then obviously he went off and done bits for Aston Villa. That was when they were like Europa League side with Martin O'Neill. They had some good players around him then. Yeah. And then obviously we got promoted again under Allardyce. We brought him back. This time all of his hair's gone. <laughs> so it's like turned upside down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I think what you can say really, what hasn't been said, it's like you know, he's sort of strong, he's a warrior, always keen to get stuck in, and he is really club legend for me. Yeah, 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 he is. And as you said, he's. I, I mean, I 
as I said, I was James Collins. I don't necessarily remember much of his first stint, more than his second stint. I do because he just came back as more of a, a West Ham defender. Really, he came as a guy who was, um, as you said, we had no air. We didn't care, but he came back this sort of tough old school Alvin Martin type defender. And I think for us, that's 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 that we warm to defenders like that who put their body on the line and. And we'll just, you know, it doesn't matter what part of his body, you know, the ball hits, it's not going in, that type of thing. And yeah, top bloke, top bloke, yeah. old GP is. Right. Okay, that's your back four. Let's go into your midfield. Left midfield, right. left wing. Who are we going to have on the left? Left wing. Best player that I've ever seen. Um, obviously left on bad terms, but it is Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Um I thought he was an amazing player for us, especially yeah. that season alone. Um, if he didn't get that injury against Everton, we could have easily been in the Champions League. Oh, easily, easily. That and a, I reckon that and a couple of VARs, and uh, yeah, we would have easily been in that in that Champions League spots that season. Um, mm. He was a special, special really player. Wasn't he? Yeah, no, ten million pounds was it? Something like oh. that. We signed him from as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I knew of him. Like, I never watched like Marseille or anything, but I knew of him. Mm. Um, and then then you get a lot of the hype. And then I heard his stats. He was like, he created the most chances in the top European divisions. Because yeah. I think originally we was actually meant to sign Andre Ayew, like that instead of him. Yeah. Apparently. But then we ended up getting Pyatt instead. And, um, well, the rest is history, really. Because I remember, uh, I think he... Like his first game was a friendly against Southend, yeah, and then the first competitive one was against Birka Car in the Europe in the Europa League, which I remember very fondly. Yep. Um, and I thought this player's going to be really good. Do. Of course you do. Of course, because of the Maltese connection. Yeah. I could have had, I could have used you because it's like I, I was commentating that guy, denouncing, and I didn't know f all about any of the players. And like I was, I, I was interviewing our press guy, Paul. I said, "How do you pronounce it?" I didn't even, I, I, I bought, I got Burke a car right. That was the only thing. He said, he said "Is that right?" I, said, I think that sounds right. And I was like, I was going for the eleven. It's like I just said him with so much conviction, but I didn't have a clue what I was saying. Yeah. But no one, no one moaned, moaned so I was unfair enough. Yeah. If I remember rightly, I think. I think when you first said Birkakara, I think you said Birkara or something like that. Quite possibly, I Phil. Think quite possibly, did, yeah. yeah, quite possibly. Mm. And obviously, the one, yeah, the one player of note they did have was Fabrizio Micheli. Yeah. Um, I've always remembered his name because it sounds a lot like mine. Yeah. Even though he's Italian, they're deep down in the roots. There, there may be a, a family connection. Oh, there you go. Potentially. He was, uh, but, you know, I'm not being funny. He, he'd... The years hadn't been kind to him when he started when he was playing for us, playing for Berkeley, was he? And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember as I said, I think we said this before. I remember distinctly sitting on the bench, me, me, Sacco, and uh, and Kiate, and me, uh, me, uh, me. I'm sort of saying to him, they were laughing at him as a, they were laughing. I said, he, he's like an Italian, a former Italian international. Yeah. Like, on my phone, Wikipedia showing him, you know, that he's played for all the top clubs. He's got so many Italian. And they were like. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like you know, he's just yeah. But you do get a few washed-up players who end up in the Maltese league. What's it because of the weather? Maybe. Oh yeah, weather's locally all year round. Yeah, that's why. But, yeah. But yes, um, anyway, back to Pyatt. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's just everything. It's like every time we've got a free kick, I think it was more confident with a free kick than we was with penalties. Yeah, that's a good point. Even obviously, Nobles obviously scored every penalty, but when you had a free kick, you you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, you know, that free kick against Crystal Palace, that sticks out because of how, you know, it goes up and in. They, uh, that free kick against Man United at Old Trafford in the FA Cup. Yeah. I remember watching that game. I remember watching that with my dad and I said, he's going to score that, even though it was like 35 yards out. And I was right. Everything, I think, obviously, we obviously had the song as well. You know, we heard, heard that all the time. Um, he was just, obviously, he was strong as well because he was not the tallest person. He's got that low centre of gravity, so he's great dribbling on the ball. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a shame how we, how it all finished, um, where yeah. he left the club, but, you know... But you get that with those players. As I said before on the channel, you get, you know, him on out of it, he's sort of like... <sighs> Even Berkovic and people like that, you know, these sort of mercurial players, and they sort of no, don't. Throw, I mean, some of them they throw their toys out the pram completely, but mm. um, you sort of get that, and it's like you know, a leopard doesn't change their spots, and you know, you look how, he, I mean, he left for Marseille to us in the same way that he returned to Marseille. Yeah, and obviously he he was he's still revered there because they they welcomed him back with open arms um, and, and paid double the money that that, that paid us. We paid them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's a special player, and as you said, I think I think nowadays we take that out because we've seen footballers go on strike all the time. I mean, as I said the other day, that thing on Sky Sports, the guy from um, Royal Antwerp, you know, oh, saw that. Even, so he put on the Anderlecht kit and, and stuff like that. You know, we didn't. I mean, Pite didn't turn up in a Spurs kit, de- determining. You know, so <laughs> it's um, and yeah, there's all circumstances about family and stuff like that. So mm. I think people are a bit more. Um, what's the word? A bit more acceptant maybe of him the way he left now um because it's 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 now quite indicative of the modern game you know if a player yeah. wants to leave they'll just kick up a fuss basically and they know they'll be chucked out before they kick up even more fuss and don't yeah they? more water's under the bridge now oh, definitely. Um, yeah for sure definitely. um it's one of those things where you look back and it's like you look back at what he did and the and the significance of him as a player for us that season was was immense. We wouldn't have had that season. We wouldn't have had those memories without him. No, no right. toys about it. No toys about it. So, um, all right, we'll put Dimmy in uh, right wing. Who's going on the right side? On um, the right, for once, I'm actually going to go back in time now. Okay. Um, this was actually a little bit tricky. There was one of two people I wanted to put in, uh, but I've gone for Joe Cole. Yeah, Joe. Joe, Joe Cole's the coming through the academy um, could have been a world-class player obviously injuries and other stuff um, mm. got in his way but you know I still remember him when I was saying earlier about the my first game I went to against Bolton I remember him um, running down um, skilling people up um, obviously he was a catching as well yeah. for us at 21 years old um, but I think with that, obviously, we, that was when we had that great period of people coming through the academy. Yeah. And um, as he, at that young age and getting into the first team as well, he must have been something special, which obviously he was. Mm. And um, even with all the characters, he had to um, be in the first team with around that sort of time. 
so they probably sort of made a man out of him as well um, which you probably wouldn't get now with like no. if there's like a young kid trying to come through now they'll probably act too spoiled yeah totally it's a really good point really good point yeah, it's, it's totally different now isn't it it's like you know it's um i think we had neil meller on here he was saying that he was like 20 and just about to he was on the verge of breaking into the first team now now like 20 he's like you're a seasoned professional really you've paid two or three years in the, in the premier league already then you know and so um yeah i think that makes it uh, by all accounts joe was doing it from a young age mm in the first team when he was training as a youth team kid as well so that's true special player one of those special players that that we had um Mm. yeah because i remember um i saw him do an interview a few years ago when he like when he was doing his bt sport stuff and he was saying about like west ham and now like the big character sort of made a man out of him as well because he said like well we had like neil ruddock and john munker and people like that who's like the big characters so he sort of looked up to them in some way um and then i remember when we, when he came back as well i remember that very vividly because i was like i was um i was at college and i was really wanting that deal to go through even yeah. though he was sort of past it and his best days were long gone i think it's just just for like um nostalgia really yeah yeah the player that i really liked when i was little he's come back and um, his first game against, uh, I think it was Man United in the FA Cup. Yeah, he set up two of um, James Collins's goals, and I think yeah. got man of the match for that. So yeah, I've always Which, got a lot of time for him. Yeah, and I think, and 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 he got, got a sense he was coming home. Yeah, and so that always adds an extra, an extra. An extra, extra slice on top of nostalgia for West Ham fans. You know, they feel like they're coming home or when, you know, I know players go and they come back as a coach or a manager. Or, you know, there's that extra bit of, uh, you know, extra sort of layer of nostalgia mm. on there. And yeah, he was, um, and I think him coming back just cemented his place in a lot more West Ham hearts. Definitely. Just a bit. Just helped a bit. Um, right, okay, so a pie on the left, Joe on the right. Um, centres, who's your first centre midfield player? First one, um, he was my favourite player when I was a teenager. Um, great leader. He's going to be the captain. I've officially given him the captain's armband for this okay. one. That is Super Scotty Parker. Scott Parker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that. Just so I'm going to put him captain. Yeah. There we go. He's a skipper. If you're watching, Scott, there you go. It's official. It's official. <laughs> Scott Parker. What a man. Yeah, what? Well, hammered the year three years in a row. Yeah, um, easily dragged us, dragged us along a lot of the time when we wasn't as a team wasn't at the highest of morales, especially when we went down. But I think, yeah, we definitely got the best years out of him. Through obviously, he was a um, came through at Charlton. Did yeah. obviously did really well to go um, to sign for Chelsea when they just came in toward the money. And then went to Newcastle, and then we got him. I think he was twenty six when we got him, and then we got um, four good, great years out of him. Yeah, definitely. Good way of thinking about it. Yeah, we got him in his prime, really, didn't we? Prime Scott Parker, to be fair, and mm. recalled into the England squad as well. Yeah, yeah. I felt he was unlucky not to get into the uh, South Africa World Cup because I remember he was in the final thirty, but didn't mm. make the final twenty two. Oh, it was but you know he's 
I can't really can't speak highly enough of him really. Obviously yeah. when he when he left it was um it was a bit annoying because he went to Spurs and we yeah. sold him for less than what we paid for him. Um but I can't not dislike him. Because I know he is sort of he is sort of mixed with certain fans, so he's he kind is, of like, yeah. a, like a tainted mm. hero. But just everything about him, like I say, I gave him the the, uh, the captain's arm because I felt like he deserved it more than Upson, just because of him being like the leader that he was, dragging people through. And I felt like without that season when we went down. Because of people like him, that's why I still had a little bit of belief that we could stay up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was unfortunate, not too. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's uh, he's one of those players who I think, yeah, there, there is, there is. A, I, I'm, I'm very much in the pro Parker camp because, you know, it, I, I say it all the time on these things, but I always make the point that you know we we, we say that we want teams to play, you know, our players to play with commitment, and that's obviously a big thing about the Moyes team at the moment. Everyone's having a go. They seem to be all wanting to play. I mean, you know, if you I mean the guy every game at West Ham, playing West Ham Parker, would leave it out there on the pitch. He wouldn't bring anything in as a start. I used to see him sometimes almost like be hobbling out of the out of the player car park because he, he put so much into the game. Um and yeah, just because it went to Tottenham who were in the Premier League, who were, he had England aspirations. His dad was he's on his deathbed. So he told his dad he would play yeah. once. Hey, fucking hell, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and, and when we revere people like Martin Peters, Martin Peters went to Tottenham, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Bobby, and, you know, arguably he was putting a, he was going to put a transfer request in to go to Arsenal or Tottenham, and we've got a stand named after. You know what I mean? It, it's, <laughs> it, it, people pick and choose history to, to refer back to. But with, with Scott Parker, I think, you know, he he tip, typified everything we want as a West Ham player as a West Ham yeah. player. Um, yeah, okay, I, re- I reckon if he did stay on though, um, he would have easily been like a club legend for sure. Oh, that, that shadow of a doubt. No, no doubt knows, about it. Gonna happen, you know, he may, he may well come back and, and manage us in a few years' time. You know, he's a fair play. He's doing a good, a good enough job at Fulham, or you know, albeit in difficult circumstances. Mm. Um, yeah. He's got he's got a bit of West Ham manager look about him. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He's very, he's like, quite dapper as well isn't he yeah and he i i he definitely wore you know bought himself a new blazer for the west ham game because he looked extra dapper that day I was, <laughs> someone did say he looked a bit like gareth southgate in a hot wash um <laughs> and i know what oh, they mean you know, sure sort of like, yeah exactly because gareth southgate lewis well turned out <laughs> but yeah no, he's top guy um all right we'll put scotty p in who's who's gonna partner in that midfield then i've gone a bit left field on this one so we want a central midfielder, so yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. I've not put David James up there. <laughs> no. Um, no, I could have easily put Noble in there. Um, yeah. I was very close to putting Declan Rice in there. Um, Michael Carrick is what I could have done. But I've decided to go for Cheku Kiate. Yep. Um, yeah, Kiate's, um I thought he was a really good player for us, signed in from Anderlecht. And I felt like he was like um, a slight upgrade on Mohamed Diame. Yep. Yeah, both, yeah. both Senegalese. Um, Diame was still there for the first couple of games of the season when we had uh, Cheku. But um, I remember his, his, his presence. He's, you know, he's not a short person, is he? And no. 
And I remember because I went to um, pre-season game a week before the season started when we played Sampdoria. Yes. And um, yeah, I was just watching him play, and I just like how composed he was on the ball. And it's very um, quickly he was getting all the comparisons with Patrick Vieira. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. In terms of size and ethnicity, mm. you know, and, and yeah, it, it, there's an obvious, there's an obvious sort of parallels there. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, and then it's like, especially with that season, um, fourteen, fifteen season. Obviously, I said earlier about Creswell won the Hammer of the Year. Mm. For as great as he was, um, personally, I I vote for QA for not to be my Hammer of the Year because I felt he was that good for us. Yeah. Um, then you see. So um, he kept his form going into the next couple of seasons and then obviously I've got a very fond memory of him um, I sent you a picture from it la- uh, last yes. month if you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was only limited to like like uh, so many words I can write on a comment so I can speak more I can speak more about it now so about um, yeah he did a signing with Piat and I gave him a chocolate basically yeah so uh, what it was, I remember, um, was it, yeah, I was where I was working at the time. Um, I worked and they gave me a box of uh, Cadbury's Heroes for like as a Christmas gift. And that same day we had a under 23 games free admission at, uh, at ground. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it was against Fulham or Arsenal. It was one of the two. Fulham. I think Fulham. Yeah, yeah, Fulham. I remember now. Um, yeah, and it also said, "Oh, there's going to be a, a, a stadium signings in the club shop with Dimitri Payet and Chekou Kiate." So I thought, yeah, I'll go up there. Um, had my box celebration. I was just saying to snack them while I was watching the game. Um, and then I found a, like an autograph book for like for that season with all the players and everything. I don't know if it was free or not. I just picked it up, and then when it come when it comes to me to get like it being signed um, and get my picture taken, I thought, I don't know, just so it makes, just so it breaks the ice. I'm like, I'll oh, check you. Do you want a chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, I remember just seeing his eyes because I think he was still his English wasn't 100 percent great. So he was like, chocolate. It's like chocolate. I did that. He's like, oh, thank you very much. Like that. He's like <laughs> eyes lit up, and then you rummage through, and I thought, oh, Dimmy, do you want one as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I you, Dimmy, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he picked up a Cadbury's cream egg, and then Pyatt got um, dairy milk. So that's like my my fun memories of him. And also, he's the uh, go down in history, the first person to score at the London Stadium. Indeed, indeed. I was there for. I think he scored twice that game, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think what I liked about him as well, he was a really good. Really good clubman, um, you know, like in terms of the way he interacted with the fans and stuff, like a bit like Adrian. Adrian yeah. was a good clubman. Um, Snoddy's a good club, was a good clubman, and and he very much was the same. Yeah, he was a good player, but yeah, he was the way he interacted with fans. He said those signings, you know, the open training sessions. I said, you know, there there was him and Sacco and people like that, and Alex Song mm. and, and Adrian. They'd be there for hours signing people's shirts and t-shirts and taking selfies. Where you know others were, had done their bit and they went home. Fair enough, but they they were like out there. And you know, I I really liked Kia. And obviously, he has that thing at the, the players awards where he was singing the Pirate song out there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they were telling him to shut up and. You know, he was so loud, and oh, I love. No, he's a top. He's a lovely bloke, lovely guy. 
Um, yep. All right, so we've got Parker, we've got Kyoto, we've got Cole, we've got Pyatt. Uh, up front, then. Who's going to be up front? Who's your first striker, then, Phil? First one is obviously one of the first inclusions in here is Paolo Di Canio. Yes. Um, he's, he must be the most frequently asked person on this on, of, on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's either him or Julian Dix. It sort of depends about who who we interview, really. But yeah. it's, it's sort of neck and neck, to be fair. But yeah, Paolo is one of the top ones. Yeah, obviously, I remember when he was when I was a kid and he was playing for us. Um, great, great striker for us, um, as we all know. Um, obviously, we signed him under the under those circumstances of him pushing the referee over at, at Sheffield Wednesday, and then we took a punt on him. I think it was one point five million, best one point five million we've ever spent. Um, funny thing is, with that game I went to against Bolton, he didn't play in it. Which was unfortunate, but I was lucky enough to see him play uh, a lot later on in life at Noble's testimonial. Yeah, which is where I took this picture from. Very good. Yeah. Nice picture. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, just plug that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, great player he was. Um, if he'd have played more games on that. In, in the 2003 season, I'm no doubt we would have been a lot higher up in the table for sure. And you know, with um, you know, he loved the club so much, he cried when he left. Um, so he got the West Ham tattoo, and he does consider us his family as well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. It's, 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 it's you know. If... Once or twice in, in a in a in a generation, you have like this sort of like weird alliance of a player and a and a, and a fan base, and and Paolo and West Ham fans just sort of work together in, in sort of combination, you know. And it's um and there's obviously there's been players, you know, in various other sort of generations where the same sort of relationship has happened. But um yeah, he was just a special person, special yeah. player, special special player. Mm. Even after twenty years or whatever it is. You know, nearly twenty years, we're still singing his um, his name. Exactly, yeah, exactly, and that 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 shows you, you know, there's there's certain players, him, Ludo, you know, we still sing his song, Christian Daly, you still sing his song, and you know, it's and we say about Piet and Piet's song, you know, it, having a song, a, a song dedicated to you as a player, does put you in a certain special category of West Ham flight. You know, it's like. Mm. You know, rather than just we are West Ham or, or Bubbles or whatever, you know, you, you're singing a song just for that one person, whether it's just for Pyatt, whether it's just for Di Canio or Christian Daly or, you know, uh, Landini or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. it, you know, and, and there's something really special about that. And we've had a few people do an 11 of the songs, players <laughs> they love to sing songs with. Um, and obviously Ludo is probably number one because it's probably the best song ever uh, for West Ham perspective. But yeah, we still sing his song, and it's it's just and when you hear, hear a few bars of that, even if it's not not a West Ham, maybe it's on the telly, um, you sing the Palo de Cano song rather than the actual proper song. Um, and no, that's true. It. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, um, and I, and I get really sort of upset when people sing like the Pirates song, and I'm like, well, no, that was our song no. for that. And like, oh you know, yeah, reminds me up. That winds me up. Yeah, they all got it from us. Copyright. We should yeah. copyright our songs. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So we'll put the uh, the the entertainer, uh, the maverick that is Paladin Canyo in. Uh, there's one more spot, Phil. There we go. Yeah, have. this is probably the hardest one I had to choose. Um, 
but it's Dean Ashton. Dino, Dino, Dino. Yeah, um, he was a great player, really. Um, yeah, he was. So unfortunate what happened with his um, in the England training with Sean Wright Phillips injuring him and ruining his his life. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it, it was a great player when we when we signed him. Um, I think he got unveiled against Fulham when it was Repka's last game, I believe, and when um, Anton Ferdinand scored that goal. Um, he was already sort of highly rated at the time, like one of those top young championship strikers. And then also we got him, uh, scored the really important goals, especially in that cup run. And obviously scored in the final as well. Um, and then obviously when he finally came back from injury as well, Obviously, he, he wasn't the same, but he was still he was still important. We come back with his like bright blonde hair and all that. Um, yeah, just a shame, really, what happened. But he could have, he really could have been like the new Alan Shearer for yeah. sure. Oh, well, without, without a shadow of a doubt, shadow of a doubt, mate. So, yeah, it's like you get that every generation. So yeah, Shearer in one in one generation, then it would have been him. Harry Kane is probably could have been what Dean Ashton could have been, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I think I think Harry Kane, in all in all honesty, I think he's like a Dean Ashton light. I'll be honest, because I think mm. he's got. Whereas Ashton had, I mean, he's got the attributes. He's got the yeah, you know, he's got a shot. But Ashton had a little bit of a turn of pace. And he, mm. he was a bit tricky. He was like he was a. I see. Kane is a very good strike, very good strike of the ball. Obviously, gets forward in, you know, one on ones, but he doesn't have that sort of guile. Ashton had that guile. He had mm. that drop of the shoulder. He had, he could take him out. He could beat him with skill rather than necessarily yeah. good movement. Do you know what I mean? And um, but yeah, he was. He he still is the most. He, uh, poss- well, definitely West Ham, the most complete striker I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, just yeah it's one of those frustrating things you know the flip side was yeah if he didn't get injured then he would have probably been at man united for many years i'd imagine partnering rooney um for man u and for england a terrible shame for england not just for west ham because i think he would have been that final piece of that pie that they were desperately needing you know that partner for rooney Uh, but he still speaks so highly of the club you know and, and and um and obviously, we see that he spoke about Mark's testimony. Obviously, him coming in, you know, just showing that little bit. Of, he's still there, you know. It's the, the, the skill's still there. That you know, you never lose that. Um, yeah, I mean, as you can see, I had a great view of it. From, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a top guy. And he said, you know, we look at partnerships. Obviously, we talk about Macaveni and Cotty and things like that. Him and Bellamy would have been an absolute. Mm. They get they were given if he wasn't injured. That would have been our new Machiavelli Cotty, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, a great partnership that would have been. But Definitely. as always, it's a sliding doors moment. You know, if he hadn't been called up and he hadn't got injured, then what would have happened? Where would we have been? Who knows? Well, there's loads of sliding doors, you know, especially in that season anyway, oh, yeah, in particular, yeah. with a certain somebody else who, who came in um, that season who I had to drop out with yeah. Uh, Tevez. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, and. Um, we had uh, we had Dan on the channel, Dan uh, Daniel Hurley, the other day, and he's written a book all about that season called The Greatest Escape because it's not just that Man United game and that Tevez game. It's 
F, there was loads of, that season was a really effed up season you know mm. so many weird things happened and so it's a really good book actually so if you're ever bored I'd, I'd highly recommend I think it's his birthday today when we're recording this Dan's birthday same day as Declan Rice's so um, yeah when we're recording it so it's not going to go out till like midweek midway through next week but it doesn't matter um, Phil man it's been lovely chatting to you buddy absolute you. pleasure absolute pleasure i'm glad we finally got it finally got it in the can so to speak um so thank you mate i appreciate all the hard work and and, and effort and, and agonizing decisions i can tell there's been a lot of yeah. agonizing decisions um but thank you and obviously thanks everyone for watching uh or listening whatever you do um whatever platform make sure you like share like share subscribe uh and all that good stuff and until next time for myself and from Phil, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Now, Phil's got his, his phone, so you're about to do the irons. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. Okay, there you go. Uh, come on, your irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.